0: questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth.
1: Welcome to BearTas.
2: Tonight, in the wake of the 60th anniversary of one of the most profound and enduring mysteries in American history, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, we embark on a journey into one of the most chilling and controversial chapters of the 20th century. This year marks six decades since that fateful day in Dallas, a day that forever altered the course of a nation and left an indelible mark on the global consciousness. In an exclusive and possibly startling revelation, we are joined by James E. Files, a man who has stepped forward with claims that shatter the conventional narrative. Files, now finally free after 25 years in prison, asserts that he was the infamous grassy knoll shooter a CIA mob assassin directly involved in the military-style ambush that led to the tragic demise of the 35th President of the United States. His story promises to peel back layers of secrecy and provide an insider's view of the events that unfolded on November 22nd, 1963. Accompanying files is author Pamela Ray, who has worked closely with him to chronicle this dark tale in their book, Primary Target, JFK how the CIA used the Chicago mob to kill the president. Together they offer a narrative that spans from the original plot to kill JFK in Chicago to the execution of the plan in Dallas, challenging the findings of the Warren Commission and inviting us to reconsider what we thought we knew about that day. Our panel tonight is not just a discussion, it's a confrontation with history, with secrets long buried and truths long obscured. It's an opportunity to hear a story that has been hidden in the shadows, narrated by those who claim to have been the architects and witnesses of history. Stay with us as our panel of guests, James E. Files, Pamela Ray, and investigative journalist Ole Damagard are coming up next. Tonight's discussion promises to be more than just an exploration of events. It's an opportunity to gain new perspectives on a story that has been at the heart of American discourse for 60 years. Don't miss this compelling episode, where history is not just recounted, but reconsidered.
1: Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including focused life force energy experience the power of flfe with a 15-day free trial today no credit card required discover the veritas digest series on amazon multiple volumes each unveiling the truths they don't want you to know it's more than just reading it's an awakening secure your copies today if you're looking to get in touch with mel have a guest suggestion Or would like to provide feedback simply click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com so sit back relax and enjoy tonight's show and now here's your host mel Hastelric.
2: and today we have a treat for you this is the 60th anniversary of the jfk assassination and today we have a special panel we have james files pamela files and my friend and psychic today the famous investigative journalist ole damagord good morning everyone thank you all for being here early with us today in this unscheduled interview but so important welcome to veritas thank you for having us ole why don't we start with you you approached me a few days ago and I believe I have seen a video of James Files years ago, but you brought it to my attention now. And if there's someone that I trust in this movement, is you. You have been impeccable. You cross all your T's, your dot, all your I's. And when you bring something to me, it's always very important. In fact, years ago, I'm not going to mention the last name, but the first name is Corey. That was the one interview that almost shut us down everywhere. You probably know this, right? Our hosting company, no. Google, our maritime processors all dropped us in a matter of 24 hours. So I had to remove that that uh, interview from public domain for a while. And um, this might not be any different today, but I don't care because the truth is what's important. This nation needs closure, and this is an important chapter to this story. So why don't you give us some background as to? Uh, as to what we're trying to accomplish today, Oli.
0: Well, closing down programs seems to be my speciality. It's part of my charm, I guess. But uh, that is what uh, the truth brings with you uh, when the forces that are shouldn't be there uh, are there. The one, the only thing they fear is the truth. They can handle everything else, but the truth is a big one. So that's why I'm deeply in love with the truth and I will go wherever it takes me. And sometimes these are very dark areas and very scary areas. And as you know, uh, many of us are not uh, here anymore. <clears throat> and we have one friend in common, uh, all three of us here, Jim Mars, that, uh, a man who I, I, mean, I absolutely loved him. But also, I believe both uh, James and I and, and Pam also suspect that he he unfortunately did not die naturally. But it's thanks to Jim that uh, we are, in many ways, he was the one that opened the door to James File's case here in for me because the thing is 43 years ago more or less on the date it was uh, the anniversary of the jfk assassination 1980 it was was the first time i have ever saw uh, a documentary about the jfk assassination and it was like for anyone with some kind of working brain it is very easy to see that the final headshot comes from a different direction than the official story the narrative doesn't match up at all and so like I said, uh, or it took me like less than a minute to figure out, my God, what at least one of the shooters must have been standing in front and to the right somewhere and but, but the official narrative was behind up on the sixth floor in a behind a tree with a lousy rifle with a scope that wasn't calibrated. It's like, come on, what is that? And so what should have been super easy to just look straight through and say, no, that's not that's not true. Let's find the truth. What I saw instead was all of these mighty forces, Pulitzer Prize winning journalists and historical channels and documentaries, all of them following the same lie. I mean, bullshit on steroids. It was like, what is going on? And at that time, I just started working as a reporter. So I was really getting into learning to ask questions and also see in quite a scary way that often the truth can be hidden in the in the silence not in the words and this is exactly what i found here that it was like everything but the truth do you swear to tell blah 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 everything except the truth and that is exactly what we've been fed we have been fed lies upon lies upon lies upon lies and so 43 years ago, I had no idea that 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 shot would change my life because that was the thing that got me into the world of assassinations, JFK, MLK, RK, Malcolm X, you name it, all of these, but also into the areas of force flag operations, which are uh, many, many times uh, set up a very similar modus operandi. And so for 43 years, I tried to, um, break this enigma or, or or expose this incredible labyrinth. Because when you look at what went down that day in Dealey Plaza, I know that James believes that there were only two shooters. I tell you, that is a masterpiece, masterpiece of an ambush uh, with a multi-layered, so complex uh, structure and the whole shebang. The world has never seen anything like it before or after, as far as I know. And this is also why we're still confused after 60 years. I mean, very few people agree uh, with me. I, I spent my life, I tell you, I'm willing to, you can chop off my right arm if I'm wrong with uh, most of the detail. I do not believe that. I think that I, uh, I have sorted most of it out. And one massively important uh, jigsaw piece is James Files who I had no idea about uh, up until the mid nineties, uh, late nineties, something like that. When I started hearing about this guy in a high security prison that was saying that he fired that shot. And for me, it was like very odd to start with. I, I did not, uh, uh, I, I didn't get it at all because it didn't fit into to the way I, I was seeing it with a limited mind. And then I was approached by a guy in Holland. Uh, I don't know him, but uh, he was the guy, I think, uh, that uh, he was part, part of meeting up with uh, Jim Morris and uh, James in prison, where this interview was filmed. And he gave me this book, uh, Files on JFK, I believe. And that was the thing that really, when I, once I started looking into it, because when I spoke to other researchers, everybody was shaking their heads and saying, ah, no, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. I don't get it. I don't get it how people cannot look into, at least look into it and see, is it bullshit? Is it just a bunch of lies? Could there be any kind of truth in it or could it be the truth? And so for me, once I started uh, following dear Mr. Files here in his footsteps, that was like, are you, what, what, what? Why isn't the world just standing on on their toes, saying, "My God, let's let's see if we can, can, you know, gather as much information from this source as possible." Because, as far as I see, dear Mister James Files here, once again is uh, one of the world's most important whistleblowers uh, of all times. I think because not because he knows a lot about the JFK assassination, nor does he is he interested, which I find intriguing as well but his piece of the puzzle is just monumental him and judith barry baker these two you add these two to the puzzle and suddenly you get the whole uh, a whole different dim- dimension to this uh multi-dimensional jigsaw and the 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 reason why this is so important is not because somebody was shot in 1963 i mean that would should have been just like oh he was a good guy he was a bad guy sorry he's dead he's not you know like that but here what happened i believe was a coup d'etat on a global scale it was an overtake of power where where people in this group uh got themselves in through the back door and and colored the world for the rest of their careers and lives in a very 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 dark uh, uh way and where James was part of uh, the mobile hit team. We're going to go into all of these things, how he was born into a program uh, of assassins and then uh, recruited further on down the line and where the paymaster and the recruiter for, for this group 40 or operation 40 was George Bush senior and Bush senior by by no way is the top of the pyramid or of of this power structure, but he was a major player. I mean, if you want to see a monster in my world, that's one for you. Well spoken, but my God, the level of horror that has followed this man. And he has surrounded himself with uh, the members of this Operation Forty, this global uh, mobile y- unit of assassins, where james files was the second one to be recruited in uh, the late 50s early 60s and so uh when i started seeing that uh, james seemed to be telling the truth i started scrutinizing him i went to dallas i was one of the speakers in 2016. what i was doing one of the things i was doing was following exactly in his footsteps uh, where he stayed at the at the motel where he was doing this where he was driving that where everything Every single thing to see—is there anything that doesn't match up? And there was one thing that was uh, the amount that uh, he was paid for this job. But it later turned out that it was because there was was not uh, the payment for one job, but for multiple jobs. And and so what? I mean, memory as well turned out later that uh, that we got the the right amount, as far as I know. And so I want to say that I have never ever heard. Uh, Jimmy here say one word that was not true. And it's in a such a brutally honest way that is of no benefit to himself. On the contrary, when he stepped forward, he was in high security prison controlled by the same forces that wanted this truth shut down. I mean, I can I cannot imagine doing a thing like that. I mean either suicidal you have to be suicidal or love pain i don't know or be extremely extremely brave and with a and this is also what we're going to get into why on earth would anyone do a thing like that so for the first part of james files life i i have no uh nothing positive to say about that I think what happened in Dallas was a hideous crime of uh, uh on my in my understanding an incredibly uh brutal and cowardice act of violence against an unarmed man. I don't get it at all. second part uh when when Jimmy's uh, decided to step forward oh my god kudos to a soul that has the stamina and strength to to do that and also this is what i find really in fascinating as well that in this world that is officially not good that we are being told that is evil that is bad but the the codex the honor codex and the willingness to die, rather than to give up uh, his friends or to rat on anyone, you, you, have, you have to, it's just unbelievable. And in history books, people are being painted out as heroes if they do, like if somebody had uh, blown the head of uh, Hitler, uh, the world would have saluted James Files, now he blew the head of JFK and instead it's on the other side of the spectrum it's very very hard with the moral things so for me it's not i'm not here to judge for me i'm here to be part of healing this mystery this i would say the world's biggest murder mystery ever by exposing the truth and here we have james and thank god for pam who's been kicking his butt to get this uh, truth out there because i know that the best thing for for James would be that this would just go to the grave with him. But on the, instead, we're That's here today, we and to I'm to. extremely grateful once again that uh, that you're willing to share this with us.
3: Um, you live with my wife. She asked you a question. <laughs> she, she knows that you know the answer. You By don't the way, give it. James, not give up,
2: James. I'm going to call you Jim. Jim, you've been a central figure, in, and this is probably one of the most de- debated events in, in American history. But what compelled you to finally share your story?
3: Well, when I got to Stateville Prison, which is a maximum security prison, I was 51 years of age. But I was still in, in good shape, doing 1,200 push-ups a day, 1,200 sit-ups a day. 1,200 ups and myself. They kept me locked up a sick. I couldn't go to the yard. And uh, they sent me to state bill. When I got there, I was in top shape. I put a few people in the hospital. And the warden and I was, for instance, childhood. And he called me into his office and told me you got to stop doing that. You're costing the state a lot of money. I said, hell, I don't care. And he says, well, I do. He just do me favors. just calm down a little bit. And so I tried to calm down some. And... Uh, Started getting along with more people, and that was about it after that. But Stayville was not an easy place to do time. That's Jolly at Prison. It's a Jolly at just outside of Chicago, about 30 or 35 miles from Chicago. But what made you originally uh come forward? I wanted to yeah. do, uh mm. well Joe West, I wasn't even gonna talk to Joyce, but he called and I was on a visit and I refused to take the call. The next day he got me out and called and I, told him, I said, you got two minutes, convince me why I should talk to you. And he started saying a lot of things that were pretty confidential. I said, why don't you just uh, get on a plane if you want to see me, come and see me. I'll put you on my visiting list. I don't want to talk about this over the phone. And he us came, spent a few days with me at the prison. He come every day for about three days in a row. And we talked mostly about sports, football, or NASCAR and everything. And then the third day, I kind of got comfortable with him when we talked about the GFK assassination. But Joe West died not knowing I was a shooter on the Kennedy case. This is Joe West
2: from hey. Truth Inc., correct?
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Joe West. there. Can you see him?
2: Yes, I can.
3: Okay. Well, Joe West, nice guy. I like Joe West a lot. But here a few months ago, I almost fell out of.
4: Thank you for listening.